First time meeting a lot of these guys was on Monday. Obviously knowing X for a little bit, you know, streamlining that process of getting, you know, what we're used to being at. He's the most involved head coach with the defensive backs that I've yep. been with. He comes in the meeting room and he, uh, along with Coach Scott here, and out there on the practice, out there in the meeting rooms, he's coaching us up. Yo, you know the noise. It is the Minnesota Vikings podcast, episode number 97. Football is back, and what a better way to bring it in with a exclusive interview today with Viking safety Xavier Wood and defensive backs coach Carl Scott. My name is Gabe Henderson alongside Jay Nelson. Chris Corso will join us later in the show. But Jay, OTAs are here, and it is so good to see football again, man. Your thoughts, just, just seeing just the highlights and just seeing people just run around and just be excited to play the game again. Yeah, we've talked about how things incrementally have been feeling more and more normal and trying to get back to to the basics and even just feeling like it looks like it's normal football. There's no masks, <laughs> that kind of stuff where, you know, people are being vaccinated and everything else. There right. are some new wrinkles this year with the kind of the rugby style helmets that the guys are wearing at practice just for, for an extra safety measure. But in general, as a fan um, and, you know, somebody working for the team, but as a fan watching those highlights, it's great to see. Kirk throwing passes out there, Patrick Peterson on the field, guys doing the gritty walking off the field, starting to feel like real football and things are somewhat getting back to normal with this stuff. And so it's really exciting just to to pay attention, you know, on the periphery here and and just pay attention to what this team is is starting to feel like uh, moving into 2021. We know last season was a little disappointing with the way that the the final record shook out, but it just feels like with the influx of new talent. And um, with getting the guys finally out on the field, there's a lot of participation going on. It's really exciting to see. Yeah, very exciting to see. I've been at practice um, all three days this week and just just seeing some of those guys just run around like I was saying before. That That's the most encouraging thing. But at the same time, like day one, day two and day three, they were all different themes like day one. Like, you know, the offensive side of the ball, they were still trying to get their footwork intact or like the receivers. They were slipping on a couple of routes. So ultimately. That made the defense look good. I mean, there were back-to-back plays where uh, Patrick Peterson had an interception and the next play, Harrison Smith had an interception. So for me, I'm like, okay, the defense won day one. Day two, Irv Smith Jr., Tyler Conklin, they stole that day. Um, like you can just tell from the energy. Like, of course, you know, Jay, playing football, when the defense gets a day in practice, the offense takes that personal, especially if you don't have anybody to, to game plan against. So the offense, you can tell they took that personal in. Dude, it, it felt like day four of training camp in August uh, this past Tuesday, uh, day two of OTA. So just seeing how the offense bounced back, that, that was so fun to see. And then Wednesday, day three, um, everybody started to get their wind under them. You, you saw some of the rookies starting to come along, Cam Bynum, uh, Chas Surratt. I mean, a guy in Christian Derrissaw, our first round pick in the 2021 draft, he's starting to get more comfortable. You can tell he's not thinking as much anymore. And, of course, we got a long way to go before – you know, preseason game number one shows up, but actually seeing these guys start to settle in, it's so fun to see, man. And you've been around the Minnesota Vikings for a long time. And just seeing how some of these guys progress, when you see, like, what is the most fun part for you when you actually see a rookie come in, right, for rookie minicamp, and then you see him that day and then see him week one of the season? Like, what's your most favorite part about seeing that progression? 
The best part for me is, is, and they talk about it over and over again. When they first come in, it feels like drinking from a fire hose. You know, they're just bombarded with a new system, new coaches, new expectations, new plays, new terminology. Once you get into these, these off season programs, and then you have that break from June to July where they come in for camp and just to see the level of growth, like we all see on social media, the level of, of off season workouts, these guys are doing to make sure they're getting into shape and they're all coming in looking like, you know, statues. They're just, you know, (laughs) completely fit. And you're just, you're in awe of some of these guys walking in. You're like, man, this guy's really been, you know, putting on all the weight that he can, or at least, you know, smartly in the off season. But once they get into this, this kind of an environment and they're working with the coaches on technique. They're working with their other players for chemistry. They're trying to figure out timing. Like you said, day one offense might've been off a little bit, but that just means, you know, when they're going back in their meetings and they're really breaking down the film, they're coming out the next day going, man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta flip the script from yesterday. And there's a lot of pride going on here too. Like these are the alphas of the alphas and they, they really want to put something on tape and show that, you know, they belong here. And especially think about being a rookie, whether you're a high draft pick or, or you're an un, uh, undrafted free agent, you get a couple of those days and people start having a little doubt. Like, you know, hey, you know, you got to put something on tape there to make right. sure the coaches feel OK. So the best part for me is just seeing seeing the level of of evolution in this stuff from day one of rookie camp for some of these guys, especially unsigned guys to seeing what happens in preseason and then you get to week one and seeing guys make the roster like that is exciting to just see that the progress that these guys make from basically April beginning of May up until July and then at the end of the season just to see them be a full-blown pro um it's 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 fun just seeing that growth process with all those players it's a lot of fun I you know a key example was when Thielen came in as a rookie you know he's turning heads at rookie camp. And then it's like, well, what can he do against the pros? And then he was putting some moves on the pros. (laughs) And that was when coaches started to say, you know, this guy's got something. And if you remember that, that his rookie year, he played a ton of special teams and made a ton of tackles. And it was just one of those things. He was putting stuff on film and showing that he's going to hustle and he's got some speed and he's got some talent and it just made sure it solidified his place on the roster. So that's what I'm looking yeah. forward to, just seeing more and more highlights of these guys and making plays. For sure. And to your point of Adam Thielen, I mean, for a lot of these draft picks or even undrafted free agents, like your you're way to the plane or, of course, when, you, when we talk in college, your way on the bus is on a special team. So if you can master that special team's position, you pretty much have a pretty good chance of, of being on the plane. But I think just to that point of talking, like I talked to um, Kane Wangu, Cam Bynum, and Janarius Robinson this past week. And, of course, you, everybody wants to talk about, okay, what are you looking forward to in week one or, or week two or later in the season? But one question I tried to pose is, like, what are your goals just for the off season? And just hearing some of their responses, it was pretty consistent. Like, they just want to learn the playbook. Like after you master the playbook, everything else falls in place. And I, I think that's that is going to pay dividends. I feel like if, if you can learn whoever learns the playbook the fastest, those are the guys who are going to have the best chance of making the team. So just seeing some of these guys start to grasp what they're supposed to do and not have to like, you know, look over to another player. Hey, what do I have here? Um, that, that's been fun to see. And I know it's going to take time. Um, but moving along in in the script of the show. Uh, of course, you know, this time of the year, Jay, at the offseason, the Vikings, they're going to continue to add picks. They're going to, you know, cut some players like people are going to be here and there. But the Vikings signed center Cole Cabral off of waivers this week. 
And I know you have a, a little bit of knowledge on him if you want to to share what the 65300 California native is going to bring to this Minnesota Vikings team. Yeah, he originally was at Arizona State and started 39 consecutive games, you know, from the beginning of a sophomore season all the way through a senior campaign. He was part of that offensive line that assisted running back Eno Benjamin's second consecutive 1,000-yard season, which was the first time ASU had had a running back do that since the 1970s, which is, you know, that's pretty amazing. We're uh, playing in the Pac-12 and doing what they're doing and, and having a place like ASU that has put out some monsters, including yeah. a Hall of Famer, Randall McDaniel, who is here as a guard. So, like, they have a pedigree for some of these guys coming out of here. But the fact that he was as good as he was at Arizona State made him turn some heads when he was he was uh, un, undrafted free agent. And the Rams picked him up after the 2020 NFL draft. So they gave him a shot. He spent uh, time on the practice squad and was with them all through until November. And then once November hit, uh, they had released him. And in doing so, then that meant he was out there. Houston Texans needed some offensive line help. So they took a chance on him and signed him as a reserve future contract here in January. And Basically, when the Vikings were looking to make some moves, and we talked about this the last couple of weeks, they're not done improving this roster. When they saw him available uh, via the system there, they went out and, and plucked him off that Houston Texans roster. And so the fact that we claimed him, it's just proving they are trying to find the best competition. They're trying to find the best backup. And yeah. there's a lot of players, if you think about it, this offseason that they brought in on this offensive line. So, you know, whether it's internal scouting and everything and and think about just the fans as, as vocal as they've been over the last season, we needed to overhaul the offensive line. And it feels like they've really tried to do that here in this off season. Yeah. And speaking of some of those moves, the Vikings made on the offensive line. Of course, we, we drafted Christian Derisaw first round 23rd overall from Virginia tech, but that was in conjunction of losing Riley reef to free agency to the Cincinnati Bengals uh, draft. We drafted Wyatt Davis from Ohio state. Like you said, Cole Cabral is here. We also traded a six-round pick to the Cardinals for Mason Cole, who is a guard. And then the last two moves that we made this offseason was we, re- we re-signed Rashad Hill and we re-signed Dakota Dozier. So to me, when, when reading all of that and seeing all of that, uh, this this Vike, Mike Zimmer wants competition on the offensive line. And that's only going to make for, for a better offense. I mean, being a, a top-five offense this past season, when, when you bolster your offensive line, you're pretty much saying like, hey, like, why not be the first place offense in the NFL? And, and you know, the, the Vikings are building the pieces around Kirk Cousins. They're building the pieces around this entire offense. And Clint Kubiak, offensive coordinator, I feel like he's licking his chops right now, knowing that he's got some guys that can come in and play immediately. Well, if you think about it, too, like one of the things that they've been doing in some of these moves as well is grabbing guys that are flexible, position flexible. So like even with Mason Cole, he could play center. He could play guard. Um, Dakota Dozier and and Rashad Hill, they've also been flexible moving in with guard and tackle positions. So like they're trying to find guys here that can plug and play if there are injuries. We all know when it comes to off-season workouts, especially training camp, and things start to get a little bit more more live. There's a lot more more hitting and stuff like that that goes on. Like, Who knows what happens as far as injuries? You just want to make sure that you have enough guys on this roster that are position flexible that can learn that I think given what you were just talking about before with, with players having to learn the playbook, the biggest thing that coaches are always looking for is trust. They want to be able to trust. You're going to be in the right place, doing the right things, taking this seriously as a professional. And if you can bring in guys like Cabral who have 
earned their way onto rosters and, and, you know, a couple of different teams have given him a shot here, even just within, within this last year. And you feel like he's a guy that could potentially be position flexible at center guard position, bring him in, sign him off that, that list and just get him in here, see what he can do. And if, if he can show you, he could be multi multifaceted and flexible. That's just an even bigger bonus to all the different changes you've been putting on this offensive line. So given the criticism that were happening last season, it just feels like they've really gone out and made a big effort to try and, and bolster this offensive line to make sure that they give Kirk the time and the delve in the holes that he needs in order to be able to be successful. Right. And Cole Cabral, he's young also. So that, that that's another element to it. But I know I might be in, you know, the minority here, but I, I like the Rashad Hill resigning and the Dakota Dozier resigning. When you have offensive linemen that know the scheme, that know the place, like that that makes the transition that much better. That makes the competition that much more better because let's say like those guys starter or let's say they're backups. At least when they come in and they have to play, that's one less person you have to teach the plays. That's one less person that has to overthink the, where they're supposed to be. So I really like those re-signings, but moving to the defensive side of the ball, I know we recap free agency and everything. But safety Xavier Woods, um, I saw him in practice this week, and there was a play where Dalvin Cook, he, uh, he got an outside zone. It was an outside zone run, and it was to the left side where P2 Patrick Peterson and Xavier Woods were lined up. And Dalvin hit the sideline so fast. I was like, okay, like Dalvin's back. But seeing Xavier Woods and P2's reaction after they pushed Dalvin out of bounds, when they looked at each other and said, like, oh, shoot, like this guy is fast, that's when I knew, okay, like th- this secondary is going to be good because, like, two guys who are still trying to learn each other, but they can agree on something and then understand how to, you know, force angles or, hey, when we, when we deal with a running back like this, here's how we can tag team or here's how we can go about this. That was really exciting to see. And, of course, Dalvin Cook, arguably the best running back in the league, they're getting good reps against a guy like that. But at the same time, I'm so excited about a guy in Xavier Woods and, of course, defensive back coach Carl Scott, who both joins us today for, I guess, a two-on-two, what you call this a two-on-two. We usually call one-on-ones, but it's Corso, myself, Xavier Woods, and Carl Scott. Yeah, we can just call this doubles at this point. You know, you got a doubles match here going on. So you got, uh, you know, the the player-coach combo on the one side and you and Corso on the other side. Depending on what game we're playing, I'm I'm curious what the odds are going to be in this one. So hopefully we ace this interview, but more importantly, let's get into it. All right, now joining the show, we've got defensive back coach Carl Scott and Viking safety Xavier Woods. Fellas, how's it going? Thank you for joining us. I know it's probably two months, two or three months now, at least for you, Coach, that you've been in Minnesota, but thank you for hopping on, both of you guys. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having us. Yeah, appreciate you having us on. So the, I think the obvious reason why we got you guys here is because, you know, the, the, you guys' stories uh, crossed over at Louisiana Tech in 2015. But before we get there, I mean, we got to talk about this OTA period. I mean, week one is over. Um, I guess it's finally hit both of you that you're 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 part of the Minnesota Vikings team, but just talk about you know just that that transition now being on the field. I guess I can speak for I don't want to speak for X, but speaking for me, man, that's what that's where I'm comfortable at. You know, so a lot of times being able to get on the grass and really being able to be around the guys uh, is what you love about it. So it's been exciting times. Yeah, up until I mean up until this point, it's just been like I'm ready to get here, and once you step on that grass, it's like just a breath of fresh air to be able to get back to playing football, truly. What's it been like for you guys to reunite? I mean, Louisiana Tech's a little bit of a different place compared to the Minnesota Vikings. So reuniting in the NFL, what's that been like? I'll let you guys take it. Well, again, man, speaking for myself, (laughs) 
Uh, it's always good to be around familiar faces, and obviously Xavier being one of them. Uh, you know, coming up here before anybody, I, I met, you know, a group of defensive backs virtually. You know what I mean? So dealing with that through phase one and phase two, and then we had rookie minicamp. So uh, the first time meeting a lot of these guys were, you know, was on Monday, you know, uh, you know, walking out there on the field. So uh, obviously knowing X for a little bit, you know, the familiarity between us two, man, that, that kind of makes it good to kind of, you know, streamline that process of getting, you know, what we're used to being at. Yep, definitely. I mean, even uh, even after Tech, we kept, we kept in touch throughout his years when he went to Texas Tech and the Bama. Uh, now it's just a blessing to be back with him, man. I mean, I'm comfortable around. He's still the same guy, staying energetic, saying gonna make jokes. <laughs> so ain't nothing changed about him. Well, to that point, X, how would you describe Coach's coaching style, or how has it changed since college? He's the same since he's the same since college. Wow, Saban Saban didn't change him at all. Uh, he had he used to have on cleats. <laughs> so now he got ten shoes on, but uh, yeah, he used to sweating just as hard as we used to be. But then he calmed down just a little bit. But he's still the same, still the same. Oh, no, no, I, I still sweat now. We're just not in the south anymore. Yeah, you that's just all. that's true. That's true. That's true. That's probably why he used to be drenched down there. <laughs> and look, that's the definition of what work looked like. Exactly. Exactly. Day three, day three OTAs, it was 65 degrees outside. I mean, a lot of guys were running, but it, it, it takes a little harder. It takes a little bit more work to sweat up here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. You talk about 65 degrees in May. Uh, <laughs> you can't ask for better weather uh, in May. I'm used to this being, you know, the sauna uh, this time around, uh, this time of the year in the South, man. I, I ain't never watched the Weather Channel as much as I watch it since <laughs> moving up here to Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> to drop the day, I wasn't expecting that. No, no, sir. <laughs> So I'm going to pose this question to to both of you guys because, you know, Coach, you've been around the game for a while. X, you've played with Coach. You've played in the NFL for, I guess, it's fourth year for you right now. So just knowing what it takes to be in this league, what makes a good NFL safety? Yeah, I, I think uh, fortunate enough for me, I've been around, you know, talented players and, you know, X being one of them. Uh, but the one thing I'll say about Xavier and, the, you know, the guys who I've been I've been able to be around that are successful is his approach that he takes to the game. You know, me knowing him, uh, you know, before he got here, uh, he always, his approach to the game never changed and it doesn't change here where he's going to approach it like, you know, obviously he knows his name is on, you know, his work and he wants to be proud of what, you know, he leaves on that field. So he's still that same way as far as preparation. And then too, as a, as a coach too now, uh, I think he kind of steps up my game as well because you just, he's one of those guys you just can't give anything to. You know, he wants to know why. Uh, and, and in a respectful way, no, you know, not confrontation, nothing like that. But he understands if I understand why, I think it'll help me play a lot better, man. So he's he's always searching, you know. What I mean, he's always his mind's always working. Uh, but you know, I, knowing X, you know, that that's a plus. That's a damn sure for that's a plus. Yeah, and I'm gonna pick up piggyback off what he said. Um, I mean, with that preparation, you gotta have a confidence. You gotta have confidence, and confidence comes from your preparation and being confident that. Uh, I mean, person says he's wrong, he's wrong. Person says he's right, he's right. So they're both, they're both right in their own aspects. So you got to be confident when you're out there. I want to ask Xavier what kind of your thoughts are playing next to Harrison Smith and what your first impression of, of him was walking in this building. And then I want Carl to uh, respond to that and tell me how he fits um, with Harrison Smith because obviously you, you played a role in bringing Xavier here. So, um, yeah, take it away, Xavier. I mean, Harris has been one of, the, one of the best safeties in the league since before I even got here. I mean, he's going on year 10. I'm just in year five. So, I mean, uh, he's been in the league before I even – before I – I mean, I was in high school when I think he got here. So, just being able to play with him, uh, I mean, I'm learning from him. Everything uh, – every day, 
I learned something new, learned how to be a better player, how to be a man, better, better man just by being around him and that elevates my game. I hope I elevate his game as well. And I think, you know, Harrison's reputation speaks for itself. And the thing you love about Harrison is that, you know, that's not hearsay. That's not word of mouth. That's not whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's coming from his work that he's put in on the field. You know, mm-hmm. so he's everything he's gotten. And as far as the two safeties, you know, it's them working together. You always want your safeties to be, you know, I know it's two of them, but you want them to play as one. You know, right, yeah. you know, those guys that see things the same way and be on the same page. Uh, and you can see it, you know, early on, obviously, it's just, you know, three days out there. Uh, but those guys being on the same page and even, you know, when something might not, you know, go uh, as they seen it together, you know, you kind of see them on the mm-hmm. sideline talking things out, hashing things out. Uh, being on the same page. So I think all those things as far as chemistry, team building, uh, the good part of, you know, having these OTAs, organized team activities to iron those things out before, uh, obviously, you know, the bullets start flying. Coach, I, I mean, in your press conference, your first press conference here, you said, you know, you and Zimmer, you guys have the same philosophy on defense. Only thing that changes is usually just the terminology. But now that you're in the NFL, only three days here, the speed of the game, the talent, is there any stark differences between college and the NFL that that, that stand out to you in just three days? Well, obviously, it is different. Obviously, uh, you know, guys here, uh, this is their job. This is their profession. Uh, but I came from a place, too, where, you know, football was taken pretty seriously. And I was yeah. around. I was able to be around, fortunate enough to be around some very talented guys as well who aspired to be at this level. Uh, and, you know, quite a few of them were able to accomplish that goal. So uh, I will say – you know, time, you know, practicing during in the, in the afternoons and, the, you know, what I mean, uh, right before lunch, uh, you know, it's kind of different or whatnot. But at the end of the day, football is football, you know, and, you know, we might call some certain things differently or whatnot. But uh, I think that's part of the beauty of me being here and why this place was so attractive to me is, you know, I see DB play and defensive back play and, you know, defensive scheme uh, very similar to what, you know, because Zimmer sees it, man. So uh, been, been fortunate, been blessed to be able to pick it up in these three days as we go on. But that's what we're comfortable at on the grass, man. So I'm at home. I figured you said it would be recruiting, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, you know, recruiting is different here, obviously. Uh, you know, the acquisition of players is probably the biggest difference from college to the pros, you know what I mean? Uh, obviously it's different, but at the end of the day, when you get them here, it's football. It's football. Xavier, I want to ask you your uh, impressions of head coach Mike Zimmer, what, what it's been like working with him the first couple of days. And Carl, you can chime in as well. I mean, pitching some ideas to him probably, I don't know if it's similar to Nick Saban or if it's different, but I'll, <laughs> I'll throw it to Xavier first. I think he's the most, uh, I mean, of course, in my uh, four years, he's the most involved head coach um, with the defensive backs that I've yep. been with. I mean, other head coaches – I've been involved more offensive scheme, but he's defensive scheme. He's in there. He comes in the meeting room and he, uh, along with Coach Scott, he'll, he'll coach us up on something. I mean, he's a DB coach at heart. That's what he said when I talked to him in the uh, in offseason. And, I mean, it shows every day in, out there on the practice, out there in the meeting rooms, he's coaching us up. So he's hands-on with the DB. Yeah, and, and piggybacking off of that too, man, um, you know, obviously coming from Coach Saban who has a, you know, defensive back, you know, background and uh, yep. was heavily involved. I think where these guys obviously are, you know, their own person, Coach Zimmer is not Coach Saban. Coach Saban is not Coach Zimmer. Uh, but, you know, the thing they do have in common is they know what they want uh, and they've been successful at getting uh, that out of players. And, you know, they know what the product should look like. You know, that thing, 
that right there is what they have in common. And as far as going about it the right way, uh, you know, what he sees is what he sees. And, you know, his experience of track record of guys he's been uh, able to work with, man, speaks for itself. So I kind of feel like I got another sounding board or another set of eyes right there in the, on the field or in the room, you know. So I don't take that as a, you know, slight or anything like that. That's more of a compliment uh, and a blessing to me to be able to have that resource right here in this building with me. And I'm sure that helps the development of the, of, you know, the players and the coaching, right? Oh, no question. No question. Just like X just said, uh, you know, maybe because I've become accustomed to it, but it's very unique to have a uh, head coach that's not a CEO, uh, just overseeing things. You know, he's hands on, you know, he has his hands in, in the kitchen preparing the meal. Uh, you know, as it's being made. So, you know, you got to love that and respect that about him. Uh, and I, I just think, you know, from a coaching aspect, uh, you know, he's not asking me anything. You know, he's not asking me to do anything uh, that he is not willing or has not done. So you got to respect that too as well, man. What's it been like working with a bunch of the younger cornerbacks in the defensive back room, Xavier? Have, do, you, do you go up to those guys and kind of teach them and act like a leader? I know you're new here, but uh, there's a lot of players who really got thrown out there last year and all these guys who have really, really um, have a lot of room to grow. What's it been like to kind of communicate and work with them throughout this time? Just being on the grass. I think just me over-communicating while I'm out there, um, just seeing, telling them what I see or telling them what I think is coming as far as play-wise. Um, that's, that's my way of helping right now. Um, then as we get more into it, me um, helping them with what I've seen, some of the some of the better cornerbacks or cornerbacks done, um, helping them do what they've done. Um, I mean, I've been around even young guys last year, um, and uh, so I'm not I'm not new to this um, as far as helping yep. a younger guy. I mean, I'm young myself. You I mean, are. I compare on, on this team, I'm young. On yep. last year, I was an old guy, but now I'm kind of in the mess. <laughs> Well, I mean, there is another old guy on the team, uh, Patrick Peterson, and uh, X. There was a play today when uh, Dalvin Cook he had like an outside zone, and uh, you know, he, he Dalvin he goes from zero to a hundred real quick. Of course, you know, P two pushed him out of bounds, but like y'all looked at each other, it was just like, oh shoot, like that dude could run. But working with P two, like that 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 camaraderie that you guys are building while seeing plays develop like that. Talk about that a little bit. I think that's what OTAs is about, man. Just us coming together, us us gelling, not just by X and O's, but because we're going to have time for X and O's, but just us coming together and gelling and getting that camaraderie. It's just because we haven't been together. This is a new group. Um, it's a lot of new pieces. And us being able to come together and get to know each other and vibe with each other, uh, I think it's big. Last question for me. How excited are you guys to see U.S. Bank Stadium? hopefully full with fans doing the skull chant. How excited are you for that home field advantage that you're going to have here? I don't know how it's going to compare to Alabama, Carl, but I think it's up there when it comes to the noise. Well, yeah, uh, I definitely don't want to get in comparisons because I don't think there's a comparison between the two. They're both great in their own right. From what I've heard, uh, <laughs> I'm very much excited to get up in that stadium of U.S. Bank. Uh, I've heard about, you know, skull chants. I've heard about, you know, the horn. Uh, ready for our first third down, you know, ready to hit that crowd because obviously it's in the dome. Uh, and I hope it lives up to the reputation of everybody around me because I've heard it could get pretty rowdy in there. And I'm definitely looking forward to it. You're going to get the goosebumps the first time, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. Maybe not the first time. Maybe even more after that. So no, it doesn't yeah. stop either. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So we're looking forward to it, man. Definitely. I am for sure. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, last year, uh, there wasn't no fans in the stadium or whatnot. So. I didn't get to experience it, but I, I heard the horn went, or whatever it's called when they when the offense scored and that thing is loud. So I can just uh, picture what it'd be like once uh, the crowd gets in there. 
my last question for both of you guys, um, Coach. I know you're 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 a leader of that room. X, you're a player in the room, but goals. You know, Coach, for you, goals for the group. X, your goals going into this season. I, I think you know, for us, as far as me in that room, goals is to maximize what we have in that room. You know, maximize each and everybody's ability in there, uh, and being able to leave the field knowing that you know we left it all out on the field. You know, and I think if we can do that, uh, especially what you know, you heard X talking about this time of the year, building camaraderie, build, putting that equity sweat in there, you know what I mean, kind of building those things. I think if we get out what we put in, uh, you know, we'll be satisfied with the product that we, you know, leave out there on the field. As far as the group, uh, being the best group that we can be, if that's the top defensive group in the league, then that's the top defensive group in the league. If it's not, if not, we just got to jail and, and play as one and let the cars fall how they may. And then for me, just be the best player that I can be. Uh, that's all I, I want to be. Man, we're looking forward to a big expectations, but hey, expectations brings great opportunities for a lot of people. So I'm looking forward to you guys capitalizing on that opportunity. Thank you for joining me today. Um, I know this will be one of many, so best of luck going forward and talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right, huge thank you to safety Xavier Woods and Vikings defensive back coach Carl Scott. Just hearing from those guys and seeing those guys together again, I can only imagine what the season is going to be like. But for more OTA coverage, go to Vikings.com right now for your most up-to-date coverage of the team. We will have OTA daily highlights. I'll have one-on-ones with some of the veterans coming off the field after OTA practices this year. Also, Vikings.com will have film room breakdown with Pete Bursich. There's a new segment of him breaking down North Carolina linebacker Chas Surratt, who was drafted in the third round this in the 2021 draft. That is really good because Pete breaks down everything that you should be excited for in this kid's game, as well as some of the pieces he feels Chas can work on. Um, we know this guy is a young guy, and he's going to continue to develop, and he has the opportunity to learn from Eric Kendricks and Anthony Barr. So I'm excited to see this guy's progression. But last but not least – Week one of OTAs is done, Jay. It's fun. It's refreshing to see everybody back in the building this offseason. But we are only two months away from training camp. So before we get out of here, I got to get your final thoughts. Yeah, it's two months away from training camp. It, you're starting to see the the horizon. It's always weird because we, we technically even haven't even hit summer yet. <laughs> and we're already talking about kind of the end of our summer with training camp coming, which is in a couple months. But it's uh, it's exciting to, like we talked about earlier, it's, it's just exciting to see everyone back in the building doing an off-season workout and doing what they need to do. Um, at the same point, just something, a little personal note here. Uh, this weekend's Memorial Weekend, Monday's Memorial Day. Uh, it's basically to symbolize just kind of taking a second to really think about um, military members and people that have that have served and and some of them, you know, who paid the ultimate sacrifice. And so more than that, just thinking about what's gone on over the last 16 months, not only in our community, but around the world, just trying to take a moment and point it out that maybe on Monday, take a little bit, reflect and just look back at what's happened. Try to find what you're you're thankful for. And uh, if you've got people serving in your own families and uh, just friends and family that are out there, take a second, give them a call and just let them know you're thinking about them. And I think everyone at this point in the world could just use a little bit more support and a little bit more love. So take the time if you get over this weekend, especially on Monday, especially if you got the day off to uh, just take a couple minutes and, and really just reflect a little bit on, on what you got and what to be thankful for. For sure. I'm thankful for my family coming up this weekend. Um, it, it's their first time in Minnesota, so we will enjoy 
their company. But at the same time, it's kind of weird, like family coming to see me now in Minnesota. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like it, like am I a Minnesota native now? So to be able to to have a a day off and be able to reflect on what you were saying, like you know, some of the military and some of the the veterans that have served our country in a, in, a, in a great way. Um, my uncle who's coming up this weekend, he serves in the military also. So it's it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. But I'm I'm excited just to first and foremost get back to football. But secondly, be able to take a break from it to recognize the the more important things in life. Um, but with that said, Vikings fans, thank you again for listening to another edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. We will be back here next week. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, and happy Memorial Day.